All right, is this thing on? Fake, fake records, 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 records. gentlemen we are back for the second week in a row they couldn't shut us down the fcc said you guys can't do it we said fuck that we're back <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, the burrito, burrito boys, boys are back, back. <laughs> gang gang uh, that's a reference <laughs> to our previous initial episode uh where you can listen to our our awesome takes on the audio footage at Burrito Bars, infamous Burrito Bars. We're also uh, on IG on the Audio Files. Thanks to uh, the Audio, Fi- audio Files podcast. Thanks for our good friend Addison who hooked it up with a sweet. Uh, he's running our, you know, our handle right there, and uh, he's, he's also cooking up some good shirts. We might have something to actually sell to you guys. Uh, he's got the logo, and I said, "Hey, that's just a shirt right there too, as well." We might even make it a hat, brother. Thanks. <laughs> Good looking, man. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we are the Audio Files Podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Anthony. I'm a hip hop aficionado, rapper, ex DJ. You name it, I've done it. Um, except for your baby mama. Um, <laughs> uh, Oscar, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Oscar. I'm also known as Bebo, and yeah, man. Cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much it. Love, love, love her and friend. friend. Lil John style, baby. <laughs> and we got uh, we got my man D, who may be uh, coughing from time to time. And we just want to let you guys know who are listening. He's totally safe. It's not the Rona, okay? It's the chronic. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks. yeah, so so if you catch our our boy coughing, you just know it's that, okay? Ad, you want to introduce yourself for us, brother? Yeah, my name's Dave. Uh, AKA De Nero. Yeah, Say it all, brother. Much, that's pretty <laughs> much it. List the resume, like, dog. <laughs> like Anthony said, man, shout out to all y'all baby mamas. <laughs> Introduce yourself, man. That was a wifey Not there. She was. No worries. Nah, man, you gotta do what you gotta <laughs> do. On that side. I'm, on the, nah, I'm nah. on the clock right now. <laughs> 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 Mama Heat Love. Two hot pockets. I'm on a diet. Don't tell me one today. One <laughs> thirty in the microwave. <laughs> All right. Next up is our boy Addison. Addison, introduce yourself, man. Uh, yeah. What's up, guys? I'm Addison. Um, I don't really have an eight KA. Um, just happy to be here. You know, Addison. Addison oh, is the AKA. Hell yeah. 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 Right on. Right on, man. All right, Bebo. This week's choice was your choice, man. You want to break it down for us since you picked your brother. Yes, sir. I'm going to give the people a little bit of a background, and then I'll just jump right into my initial reaction. So, Blue in Exile first gained notoriety back in 2007 with Blue's debut album, the full title being Below the Heavens in Hell with Your New Imaginary Friend. Widely known as Just Below the Heavens and considered an underground classic and their best-known material to date. Since then, they've released two more records together, and now this one making it four total. Managing to stay underground since 07 and push the envelope when it comes to making experimental art, Blues made sure not one of his projects sound the same, which I respect. I've kept up on their interviews for this 2020 release, and apparently they drifted away for some years, doing other collabs and music, before getting back together again. They started working on an experimental trap album before scrapping that and working on what is now this album. Miles from an interlude called Light. I'll try and share some trivia about the two on today's episode. And uh, now for my initial reaction, 
I loved how the album title had multiple mm. meanings. Blue, who's a huge jazz fan, Miles Davis being his favorite, is mentioned throughout. Miles also literally meaning the Miles Blue has traveled throughout his career as a musician, and Miles as a metaphor of the journey we take as humans throughout a lifetime. Being a Blue stan, it was interesting to hear him touch on very personal things that happened to him that affected his music. I do feel that uh, his projects in the last four years or so have been hit or miss for me, and now I have more of an understanding why. I also want to give a huge shout out to Exile, who's criminally mm. underrated as a producer in hip hop. Do yourself a favor and Google the albums he's entirely produced. They're really, really good records. He did all the production and scratches for this one. And for all those who know me well, know that apart from being a hip hop head, I'm also a movie buff. This album reminded me of two movies that are in the same vein, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey and Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life. Both movies taking us to the beginning of time, the dawn of man, to the very last seconds of existence, something Miles did as well. Both movies also had an extremely long running time and were experimental, which I thought was parallel to what Blue and Exile did here. Was this album flawless? No, it wasn't. There were a couple of tracks I could have done without, and I didn't care for Exile's verses when he came on and rapped as much as I do love him. But Blue is back in form, and if this were sports, he'd be comeback player of the mm. year for me. Mm. Their chemistry is undeniable, and this album encapsulates what life is and can be, for better or for worse. So far, my favorite album of the year. I absolutely loved Miles as a whole. All right, well put, man. Solid. Um, yeah, I gotta sh give a shout out to Bebo, man. I gotta be honest, I've been sleeping on Blue ever since you like been. I you you introduced me to him like back in the day, and I kind of slept over um. And it's it's interesting because I feel like it, that was more of a maturity thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I went back because uh -huh. I listened to this shit and I had to go back and check out Below the Heavens. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just ready for it now. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of weird because I think my taste back then was really, I don't know, I was like searching for like more immortal technique, more like deep underground. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And now that I'm older, I understand like his jazzy type of style. You know what I'm saying? And the, the album is just incredible. Um, it wasn't what I expected to tell you the truth. I, 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 like I said, I've heard like a little bit of Below the Heavens. And then coming to this is just this was something different, especially just for the whole year, too. I think this is way in a different vein than anything we've heard. Um, I think this is closer to the true jazz roots of hip hop, which I, I appreciate that he stayed to. Um, song after song, I love the fact that he, the, you know, the whole Miles metaphor and like that whole theme just kept expanding throughout the album. Uh, this is one of the albums that just continued to surprise me track after track. You're like, okay, shit, you know, he did that. Oh, what, Dan, that type of song? Oh, this type of song? Oh, man, it's just like, and I feel like an album yeah. really hasn't done that for me like in a while where the whole album's like keeps progressing and you're like, there's no way it can get crazier and crazier and it just does. And I feel like they did, like, I feel you on the, on uh, Exile coming into rapping. We could have maybe had some more features, but for, for the most part, I, I think this was a solid album. Okay. Yeah. Um, D, what was your take on it, man? Yeah, Oscar is pretty much who I first heard of this dude from. I've never heard of him before. I've heard a few, like, previous tracks that he sent, like, just in our little group chats and stuff that we, that, you know, we're in daily and shit like that, but... Like, as far as those go, I've never heard a bad song that he sent me. So, but this is my first, like, full project, first, like, actual sit down with this dude stuff. And, yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty impressed, honestly. I really like his style. I like the mm -hmm. way he writes. Like, just, he goes on, like, some crazy patterns sometimes, too. And just, just like, like, he flips his shit a lot, and it's dope, bro. And then, as far as that exile, he's the, the producer, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, I like the same. I've never heard of him before, either. 
Um, as far as like the beats and everything go on that, I can't really complain too much. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree with the whole like I, I mean I don't know if he usually raps on like projects that he produces and stuff like that, but I didn't really care for his verses on the on the project either. Yeah, same. Yeah, but um, yeah, as far as blue goes, man, like he goes crazy. That dude's dope. Like I, I'm I'm like I'm really fucking with this project. Yeah, like I added pretty much the majority of it to like my everyday playlist. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the test that kind of passed it for me too, man. It's just like, okay, this song, okay, okay, this song, okay. Yeah, and I for- I for- totally forgot to mention that um, the features on here were great too. Mm. And I don't know how you guys felt about the the guest singers that did the like, and stuff like that. But I like maybe, Miguel's Yeah, thing? maybe you guys can yeah, expand on that. That shit was nice, man. Yeah. On the American Dream. Yeah. So just some trivia is that uh, Blue and, and Miguel went to high school mm. together, and they were actually in a group called Rhythm and Blue. That's fine. And I just found out on an interview that DJ High Tech of you know Talib Kweli together, uh, High Tech and Kweli are in a group together called reflection eternal uh dj high tech wanted to sign miguel and he was just like yeah i want to put you in a group with most deaf like i'm cool off blue so he just wanted to sign miguel which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> wow damn that's crazy all right uh addison what was your uh, initial reaction to this project uh well for me uh i'm kind of familiar with blue just because everyone else like people brought him up um i actually been to a show with him i saw exile fucking just kill it on stage um shit blew my mind so i'm kind of familiar with his stuff and it's like like he said it was kind of been hit or miss for me of course his like debut album was like was great but after that it kind of went up and down so for this one i wasn't expecting too much and when it came into it like just from the jump i automatically fell in love with the project like you said mm-hmm. um the, the features were amazing um i felt like he's there's like a story throughout the whole entire thing each song kind of <laughs> had like a meaning behind it and um yes all right right and i just it, it was an hour and a half but it didn't feel like that i had the whole the album like basically go playing the whole entire week so i really i i really enjoyed it um like you said i guess i agree with you guys with uh exiles versus i just want to bring up i know we haven't brought up versus uh any lines yet but that skittle bar is gonna be uh, <laughs> is this week yes. yes this week is skittles bar because that skittles bar made me want to made me want to put my skittles down bro i was like oh man Hey, that was another one. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> That's another one that made me want to almost throw my phone out of my room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and we got yeah, still like these food bars are just not doing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, uh, man. I wonder what's next. He sucked me like dead calamari. <laughs> 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 Uh, but on a serious note, uh, this one, I mean, usually we do beats, we do, you know, the best beats, but arguably, man, this whole project was solid as far as beats go. What do you guys think? I I think it was cool. Um, Bebo, what was your take on it, man? Yeah. I mean, maybe I have a bias, but everything that Exiles touched has been great. Like I said, if you guys aren't familiar with him, please Google him. He produced a record for a guy named Choosy last year called Black Beans. Choosy's an Afro-Chicano rapper, and the production on that one is so crazy, too. But the fact that this one, again, is inspired by jazz and how that's just found throughout the entire project. The beat switches, I forgot which one it was. I believe it was uh blue as i can be where the it switches and he's just rapping over straight jazz yeah. it was fucking insane but i i loved it i loved it no yeah I, I definitely feel you on that man like the fact that it was so jazzy and then uh right around like i guess what would be like the 
the second disc, which was like Miles, like when Untroubled Waters, when it got really heavy with the African rhythms mm. and stuff like that. I was really feeling that mm. shit. Like, it was nice to go. It was like a little journey, dude. And that's like, it's so cool. Like, this whole Miles metaphor and theme kind of just traveled along, dude. And they did a really yeah. good job as far as the, you know, instrumentation and, and con conveying that musically. Um, Addison, well, uh, or uh, D, uh, what, did you have any beats that, that stuck out to you or anything like that? Um, There was a few, um, probably about a good, maybe like four or five beats that I was really like fucking with. Mm. And there was like a, a few, like, well, cause like I said, bro, I, I'm sitting down with this, like just with a clean plate. Like I've never heard like a full project of these guys. So I'm just kind of taking it all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same here. And, um, like out the gate, I want to say the, the title or no, not the title track, but there's a track called blue. Like the first one. Yeah. That had mm. like that little, like high pitch, like, like sample kind of throughout the thing. Yeah. That kind of, that, that was kind of bothering me. I, I wasn't really feeling that like little sample as far mm. as that goes. Okay. And there was another, there was another beat on here that, um, Fuck, I don't know which one it was. I think it was All the Blues. All the Blues. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about, like, his family and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was just the beat that um, I wasn't really feeling on that shit. Hmm. Okay. But other than that, there's, like, a few, a few beats that I was, like, really, like, messing with on the drop to where, like, all right, yeah, I'm going to start that over real quick. And then... All right. Um. What about but you? Yeah, for the most part, it was all solid, bro. Okay. What about you, Addison? Well, uh, what, what, what were your favorite beats on this project? Yeah, I couldn't really pick up one. I have like a, I basically have all of them kind of like started saying like this beat. I like this beat. I just wanted yeah. to point out maybe the the to the fall but forgotten where you just start spitting off people like that passed away and stuff. Oh, I there love was a, that shit. There's a little beat change when you mentioned Michael Jackson that made me. Oh like, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I, I noted that down. I loved how he had the samples of like the people who he was mentioning. You know, where he had, like, the easy and had the synthesizer? That was great. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, bro, like, that shit was, and then it was going in and out of the right and left ear. Mwah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was sampling And that's everything. what I'm saying, like, I feel like he's, they're trying to do different things that haven't really been done in hip-hop before, and that's the true artistry, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of people sample and do the same shit, bars, verse, maybe some ad-libs here and there, but, like, little things like that and to where it works, you know what I'm saying? You can plug yeah. in music and shit, but if you don't know the right spot, like, you know, it's not going to come together. Bebo, you have anything to touch on that, man? Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention, D's a huge pro-era fan. And he's put me on to Capital Steez in the last week, and he gets a shout out in, the, in that track. Yeah. As well as other people. I know Blue's a huge movie fan too, so he shouts out Robin Williams and yeah. other various actors too, which I thought was pretty damn dope. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, to those who are maybe wondering, it's the track uh, To Fall But Not Forgotten. It's just a dope track where he's listing off all the people that have died, and it's just basically saying, we still we still remember you guys. You know, and it's, it's a dope track. Um, get a chance definitely that's one of the ones i would definitely download uh if you're listening to this podcast on to our next critique or uh topic point what was the weakest or what was the strongest track if you guys had to pick one just one oh, yeah that's what i mean <laughs> there's a few but i'm pretty sure we're each probably gonna pick up on a, on a few different ones right i was really yeah like 10 down bro <laughs> yeah i swear yeah it was that <laughs> good man there's a big-ass list of uh, favorite songs off this shit for Same me. Same here. Uh, Bebo, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Uh, for me, I actually like the intro track. I like The Little Kid and how it was naming off different colors mm. and Blue was playing off yep. that. Uh, you know, we we can get into the lyrics later or right now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the matter. bars on that were crazy. Yeah. You know, and I also liked how at the very end, he, because his real name, his government name is John, and he says, I asked my mom how you spell John. God bless you, believe you, which... Basically spells yeah, yeah, blue. Yeah. 
and I thought that was dope. Was there any lines that stood out to you guys on this specific track? Um, and that's the uh, the blue track you said, right? Yeah. The intro, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have any specific lines because I just it was just going over my head. It was just like, whoa, dog. But um, when he gets on to like the the colored pattern, the RGB, like the red, green, blue, yellow, is like those are the three colors that make everything. But it's like blue and it. Oh, dude, that shit was just nuts, man. Red rock, white. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a. I I love this one. Um. I don't know if you had anything to add, Addy, before I move on to the next couple tracks. That yeah, I, I was just like. gonna say one line I really liked was when he says, "I don't see the glass half full; I see the full picture. I see the whole picture." Yeah, like, mm. yeah that's yeah. one of my favorite ones. That was a good one too. That was a good one. I also enjoyed the Miles Davis track, "The Blue as I Can mm -hmm. Be," "Miles Away," "Troubled Water," "Requiem of Blue." Those were probably my standouts for this project. Okay. Um, <laughs> can we speak about the uh, "Requiem of Blue"? Or no, actually, um, I want to, what was it? The Roots of Blue. Did anybody dig that track? Roots of Blue. Can I just tell my little story? I did. <laughs> Go for um, it. Well, you guys remember last week, for those that are keeping score at home, um, I was listening to the Audio Push Files. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Audio Push um, EPs while I was on my way to Dairy Queen. This week, uh, mm -hmm. I was on my... <laughs> this week... <laughs> this week, I was on my way back home from Baker's getting a root beer float. And that shit came on when I was coming out the driveway, and that beast is is I didn't even notice, but it was like an it's like a nine minute song, and I was just like and it starts out with like I don't know if it's like an old man or it's like his grandpa it kind of sounds like Boomhauer from King of the Hill, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was just like sitting there in the car, I'm like all right, whatever, this is funny, it's making me laugh, you know, it's like old man dropping wisdom, that's cool. Um, but then when he starts getting into the song, where he's like. I'm the first man that stood still or grabbed a rock and slayed somebody. I was just like, boom. I was like, damn, dude. And then and I was like, no way. He's not going to do what I think he's going to do. And then he progresses to like the whole like Egyptians to like the Asian bridge crossing of uh, humankind. And then he brings it all the way to, you know, like, you know, uh, jazz music and then uh, and civil, the civil rights movement. And then he brings it to Barack Obama and Oprah. And then it comes to him. It's like. He's carrying, oh, and then he goes to all the people in the Bible and shit, and I'm just like, dude, it's fucking crazy. Another level, it's fucking crazy. That's one of those songs that stands out to me. Like, once in a while, you'll have a great song that's just like, you know, leap years above the rest. And to me, it's like one of those, uh, Joyner Lucas, um, I'm not a racist, where it's just that song sticks in your mind, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, this is probably one that's going to be on my playlist till the end of time just because of how original, how creative, and how like mind blowing it was going. And he just keeps going for nine minutes, man. That's the crazy part. Yeah, I really enjoyed that track. Yeah, that track was a roller coaster, dude. Yeah. Any more uh, favorite, favorite tracks, Bebo? But before we, we get off that one, I did want to say for the people who haven't uh listen to it or haven't seen the video go watch the music video too there's a music video accompanying that song oh, I didn't know and song. yeah and i just agree with everything he said i mean this is experimental the epitome of mm -hmm. experimental and pushing the envelope as far as the listeners you know ear and how long they can he can keep their attention basically yes. and there's multiple tracks on this album like that i feel yeah like. yeah um yeah, Bebo, any more uh, tracks? Yeah, go download that one. Uh, any more tracks, Bebo? I wanted, so speaking of that old man, I wanted to give you guys a little backstory because I actually did catch uh, an interview that Blue did. Mm. And it's actually really trippy because this old man whose name I believe is, I don't want to botch it, I believe it's Jacinto Rines. Let me double check that real quick. Yeah, Jacinto Rines. <laughs> so the story goes, Blue was getting some soul food, I'm imagining, in his hometown of L.A. 
and he didn't say, but I'm assuming he didn't, he didn't have a car or anything. And the guy who gave him his soul food was like, yo, you want to ride home? And Blue said, yeah. So they get in the car, he's, he's getting, you know, he's a ride home, and he sees there's a, a book of poems in the back seat. Blue says, yo, I have that book of poems. And the driver says, really? I'm the author. And I guess in that book of poems was a poem called The Feeling, which we hear on this track on the album. Mm. And it's just a trip. And so I guess Blue said, do you want to come and be on the part of, like, a part of this album That's pretty much? That's dope, dude. Wow. Yeah, so it all came together like that's that. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, it's meant to be, man. That's that's insane. For real. Oh, man. So shout out to Jacinto Rines. Go get his book of poetry yeah. if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's Definitely crazy. Go check, yeah, go check that out, man. That's a trip. Wow. Um, what did you guys think of that poetry, that, that poem at the end? I, I, lo- I liked it because it, it's cool because it was kind of like mystic. It's like, it's like the feeling is just... It's like capturing that lightning in a bottle, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you carry it with you, and that's what I'm saying. It kind of all tied together where it's like, it's this history of the existence of mankind and all of the lessons and all of our, like, our heroes, and they're all trapped in this, this experience of, you know, being human and persevering and just kind of getting through life, you know? Um, it, it really added a little mysticism to the, to the song and the whole project, I felt. Yeah, I thought it was dope, personally, how... It was very simple, but the things he was saying was very... I think you said, too, this album hit differently because we... Like, I'm getting a little older. We're all around the same age. And just things he's saying, like, only the feeling makes the baby smile. Only the feeling makes a man a child. And it was just stuff that I could relate to more so now, opposed to if I had listened to this when I was in my late teens. Yeah, I wouldn't have cared much for it at that time. I'd be like, ah, this is gay. <laughs> but now, now as a matured uh, young adult, I guess I'm like, wow, this is some deep shit, you know? Yeah. You're right. So that shit's uh, just really well written, bro. Yeah. Any other tracks that stood out to you guys? There's too many, bro. I mean, shit. I liked uh, "True and Living" was one I replayed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you ain't never been blue. Mm. Yeah, I like that I, one. And a I lot. think I replayed uh, "Miles Away." Probably the most off yeah. of that shit, bro. That one was, yeah, dude. I think that one and um, True and Living were probably the ones that replayed like the most off of the project, bro. Okay, those were good ones. Um, I liked, the, I liked all those. I like, oh, when gods meet, man. What did you guys get from that? I was gonna ask that you guys, was, what did you think that song was about? I, the way I kind of <laughs> pictured it, it was just kind of like. It was, it was the mysticism of the whole creation of man. And I feel like mm. woman too as well as a subtext. Because it's like they're going to be these forces that this magical stuff has to come. Everything has to come together in order to be. And then sometimes I feel like even the gods prevent that. You know, and just kind of like I felt like a lot of Greek mythology like from seventh grade, you know. Like I felt I was back in Mr. McGuffey's class, Miss Palantun's class. And I was just like the whole human existence is it considered as part of a chemistry project from the gods or are we gods trying to go towards our destiny you know that's what i kind of got out of it okay because yeah. yeah, i mean <laughs> to me it was also too kind of like human beings going against god's will all the time too you know because like we're we're stubborn yeah. in our you know our ways i get that and that's i mean the whole song is referencing dark yeah, and light yeah. To, to piggyback off that 
My my favorite track is probably the Miguel joint. I probably played that one a lot. The American Dream. I wake I wake up and I I put it on and you know I use the restroom. I take my dog out and you know it just makes me feel <laughs> feel happy. <laughs> It has a good vibe to it. Yeah, it makes me feel good. There's a lot of feel-good tracks on here, but there's an also a lot of, like, crazy, like, bars on here, too. So it's, like, it goes, like I said, it, this album's so good. Miguel's also featured a lot, or on a handful of tracks on the Below the Heavens project as well. This album also had songs that basically say, you might think you have it bad, but you have no fucking idea, mm-hmm. which I also really liked, apart from the feel-good tracks that we just mentioned, too. Yeah, um, on on songs like uh, You Ain't Never Been Blue and The Feeling, where he's talking about, you know, how he's dealing with depression, how he's broke, yeah. but he's an yeah. artist and he has a, a, a daughter now and can't, you know, can't really provide. Everything about that track was fire, bro. Like, the beat was dope, but then the way the sample kept, like, coming in and out and shit. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the beat switch? I know we talked about the beat switch on Blue As I Can Be, but what about on Troubled Waters? Do you remember? You guys remember that one? The beat switch on... Uh, I remember I remember it occurring. Troubled Waters. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember it too vividly either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I remember it happened, but I don't remember what I felt about it. I didn't take particular notes on that one. It's just... He starts rapping a little harder, and that's when he starts the Congress of the United States versus the city of Compton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and some bars on that one was get get it higher or getting higher in my grandma's attic with a bunch of addicts, oh, aggravated right. assault with mm-hmm. a deadly weapon. I knew I was heavy-handed, but didn't know I'd crack his skull. Passed the bar to the kid with too many problems because he played the yeah. hardest and stayed the longest. Fight titans like Tyson, biting my track. Yeah, that was fire. I wrote that yeah. one down too. Black man versus the Ku Klux Klan with no gadgets, two hands. I just thought like he went off on that that third verse on that song. Mm-hmm. I wrote down for that one that uh, I could have heard like a like maybe most deaf on that with him. Yeah, I think I wrote that Damn, too. That would have been. Oh, let's see. There's something yeah. about that beat and the way he was like actually yeah. rhyming on that shit. Like I, like, I was, oh, yeah. Like that, was, that was one of the little side notes that I wrote for that shit. Like, yeah. that verse on that would have been crazy. Yeah, actually, I wrote that, too. I'm looking at my notes right now. I wrote, wanted to hear a most deaf feature on Troubled Waters. I could also hear a comment on the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that, yeah. So, so I, yeah, I mean. But they, at the same time, bro, um, like, most deaf would have been dope on that track, but I don't think I would want to replace, like, any of those three verses at the same time either. Yeah. You'd have to just make it, like, a fourth verse and a really a long song yeah, or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, extended. Yeah, something. Um, dang, man. Um, what did you guys think about, uh, what do you guys think about all the blues where he's talking about, like, he's talking about his, uh, his grandpa, but he's also talking about Miles Davis at the same time. I think his, his like, it's just... His Miles Davis's thing going on with his thing, and then his grandpa's living his life, and then it led to Blue, you know, eventually. Yeah, so the first verse is basically like a bi- biographical verse on Miles Davis, and I believe the second one's on his yeah. family, right? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I think uh, they mentioned that in one of their interviews that Nas has a similar biographical song. I'm not familiar with it. D, you might know since you're a huge fan, but this was supposed to be in that same mm. vein. I think I remember that song. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think, actually. Yeah, I think I remember the video. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know who Nas talks about, but I, I guess he has, like, a similar kind of song. But well, how'd you feel about it, Anthony? I loved it, man, because it was just, like, I always think about people's history, and it's kind of messed up to say, 
But like, like for instance, what we found out about our friend last week, and just how people's mm. lives evolve and kind of go in different places, and it's kind of cool to kind of think about like his his grandpa was alive at the same time as Miles Davis, right? Miles Davis, and mm-hmm. Miles Miles Davis is over here, like being such a big influence to you know jazz. And I like the lines where he says, um, where like Miles Davis was like, "Nah, be play music with a serious mood," or you know, and then find you a serious woman because that's gonna lead you to like a different path. It's gonna make you once you like focus and become serious on things like. You, it's just going to give you a different mentality and it's going to give you a different outcome. And I thought that was cool, but then also juxtaposed to his, you know, his grandfather, like moving out to Los Angeles and then his mom meeting his father and then it results in him. And then, I mean, they placed, he also, they also placed it like at the end of the album. So it's kind of like, well, if you think about this, all this shit happening at the same time, and then we got this whole awesome album because of these things and this is the outcome. So I thought that was a really, I mean, everyone tries to do their own autobiography, self-portrait, and I think this was a really interesting take on that. Even if it's a Nas bite, like I'm cool with it because it's just a different piece of art that doesn't exist that I'm happy now exists. You know? Now I yeah. wouldn't call that like a Nas bite. Like yeah, he like he did his completely own thing. Like that shit was it was different. But I mean, I yeah. just appreciate dope like storytelling records like that, bro. Like the writing that has to go into those, dude, is like it's really impressive. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That shit didn't get like. There was no dry spots or nothing. Like, you had your ear that entire time listening to that shit. Mm-hmm. You want to see how it progressed. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that, like I said, that just goes, like, along with the Miles theme, too. Like, the Miles from Chicago to L.A. You yeah. know, that's a lot of space, man. True. And, you know, and he does that, too, with, like, uh, when he took us to Africa with, like, the African dream. Like, I felt like I was there, like, you see the giant mountains, the waterfalls, you know, I was like, damn, dude, let's go eat with the lions tonight, bro. You know, know? I was there, he teleported me there, dude. And, like, that's what they say about, like, a good book, but, like, he did it, yeah, he he did it here, and I'm just like, that is just really impressive, because, like, I mean, it's cool that, yeah, I get people want to, like, rap about making money and about being, you know, like, a millionaire, like, I get it, like, it's cool to feel rich, like, you know, Mm. but, like, to do something else where you're, you're traveling, you're taking me to like a different like space and on, on the planet. And I'm actually there. I can see it. I can, and like, I feel that makes sense that he's a big movie buff. Cause there were moments in this album where I felt like it was cinematic as well, you know? Mm. Um, and it was kind of like, and it wasn't, it wasn't choppy. It was, it was just like an old historic. It was like a history piece. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. a little bit slower. Um, sometimes it was fast. Like, you know, maybe like when we go back to, to LA and, um, true and living, and, like, it, you know, they did a really good job on this project. Yeah, I agree. And shout out to Fashion for, I thought I was going to get a verse from him, but he sang yeah. the hook, and he did a damn yeah. good job. I, I didn't know he could sing like that. I didn't know he sang at all either. I barely heard, like, any of, like, his stuff to begin with, though, but yeah, he was dope on that. And there's a track, too, where he speaks on how when he first started rapping, he just wanted to do it for, for the money. Yeah. And all the wrong reasons, and you know, he matured and was like, "No, nah, I got to do this for." I think D, you were telling me too. He, he was, yeah, earlier like, we talked about that. You pointed that out yeah. to me too. Yeah, how he changes his way of looking at it and was like, "I need to do this for the respect, really." Mm-hmm. So that I'll was change cool. of focus, man. Um, it wasn't like "Oh my God" song, but I liked the end as well. Um, minus the maybe the features, but <laughs> but um, mm. I just like the whole. 
This is, you know, this is Tupac in Vegas. This is Biggie and, you know, Kelly, you know. This yeah. is the meteor. This is the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. This isn't the final four. This is, you know, dude, he was raw with it, you know. And I, I like shit like that, you know. Um, that would probably be, I feel like that would be a lot of rappers' best tracks on their project. But this was kind of on the lower tier, I feel. But I still liked it, you know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as this project goes, you know. I mean, I thought that was a great way to yeah. end. Perfect way to end it. Um. What about you guys, man? You guys have any other any other notes? Just to to go off of that one, he did have some little hidden gems on that last verse. I actually had to look up what he meant by I seen a man convince a population to drink his juice. I had no idea what he was talking about. Mm. And I looked it up. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that story, but apparently some dude, I want to say in the 70s. Jim Jones. I don't know. Jim Jones, yeah. yeah. Is that where that's, the rapper that's gets where, his name? That's where, yeah, the rapper gets his name and then the phrase drink the Kool-Aid. Because, oh, yeah, they he, they put, they made Kool-Aid or Gatorade with, uh, like, poison cyanide in it. And the government yeah. was coming after them. And he's like, he's like, if you guys love me, you guys will drink this shit right now. <laughs> and they all did yeah. while they forced him to. Yeah, the Jonestown. You guys never heard of that? I don't think I've ever heard of that. Gosh, There's... It's a it's a crazy story, man. It was basically, a, you know, a cult with the cult leader. Is this guy with the god complex, and he looks like uh, Edwards James almost basically. <laughs> <laughs> and he's running around saying he's God, and he takes these guys to the I forgot what island it was. I think it's like in the, the Galapagos or some shit like that. But like you know, he, he's a Jim Jones, and you know, so they went to Jamestown because he's the Messiah, and it just ended up in tragedy. It's, it's a crazy story. If you guys oh, wow. get a chance. I'm pretty sure they have something on it on Netflix, look probably on YouTube, but yeah, man. My question is why the hell would the rapper want his name that? Like <laughs> that's that's Bosch, that's Bosch shit, dog. Cold leader, though. I mean, I don't know. That'd be like a rapper coming out and just being like, yo, my name's Bitter, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. For real though. <laughs> that's my homie Ken Jong un dog. <laughs> <laughs> about to murder these people. <laughs> so taking shit the wrong way. Like, what? Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm like, we might have to cut some yeah, this out. Some of this is... <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Oscar, I wanted to ask you, who is this... What, who is yeah. this... Uh, I think it was on Music Is Everything. There was a girl on the hook to that, and then some dude, I think his name was Choosy. Is that what you said? Yeah. Who is this? Who is that guy? That's the guy I was just talking about who came out with the album last year. Uh, he's an Afro-Chicano rapper, so he's half black oh, and half okay. Mexican. Yeah, and he has the Black Beans album that came out last year. Exile entirely produced that damn. one. Damn. It's a pretty damn good yeah, album. I was, yeah, I was fucking with his verse. Like a lot, actually. Yeah, he's talented, dope. man. Yeah. He only has one album, and it came out last year. Hmm. I like how he said Quinky Dink. <laughs> huh? <laughs> he's like, ain't no Quinky Dink. I assume yeah. with, with the E. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Bowers. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was that was Exile. No, I thought that was true. I thought that was true. I, yeah, oh, that was, Exile had a, a bar like that too. I, it was something Skittles? about <laughs> Lottie. No, he said he said Lottie Dottie. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to go back to that. Yeah, that dude. Uh, I don't know if he should uh, be rapping on like his own beats or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Him, bro. See, the thing is. He he rapped on Below the Heavens, but it was cool because they were actually like freestyling, like off the dome. Mm, so shit. you he gets a bit of he gets a bit of a pass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this is like written, so yeah, it's like, to all right, to if you're gonna kick a, a written, 
Yeah, like kick some better shit if you if you're right. <laughs> at the same time, like look who you're working with, bro. Like it's that's yeah. not. I wouldn't be mad at you if you let this guy fucking at least like feed you some bars or something like that. Like it's not yeah. unheard of. Yeah, Snoop Snoop right, and right. a lot for Dr. Yeah. Dre. You know what I mean? Like yeah, fuck. I would have told him, hey, Blue, lace me up a verse real quick, dog. You writing for me? I'm gonna spit that shit. You make a great. You make I'm sure a great you would. Like why not? Just for the sake of the album. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> And Exile is also notorious for using like insane samples on Below the Heavens. They actually sample the Cookie Monster <laughs> on the very last track on their second <laughs> album together. They sample uh, Mr. Rogers oh, from the yeah. I thought you were gonna say and Jesus, I- bro. <laughs> 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 what? What? <laughs> I heard on the Below Heavens they actually sample Jesus. So I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus actually <laughs> nah, the, the, <laughs> singing on the hook. <laughs> the, they sample the Cookie oh, Monster, yeah. and that's actually really dope because it's like the Cookie Monster saying uh, "blue" or something like mm. that. Crazy. So it's it's a it's a good little track. What's right on. the song on this one? Um, was it "Blues Can Be"? I think we talked about it earlier too. How uh, he had a bunch of like one line samples for like the hooks and shit. Mm. Is that I think is, that, is that the right song I'm thinking of? Where he had like a uh, like blues Guru on a line, I think, and then he had like I think Nas said a line. Um, Oh, oh yeah, cool yeah. Else, bro. He had like uh, he had like Eminem on there too. Yeah, I don't remember. Damn, I don't know the name of the song, but that I, it was, that hook towards was the end. Oh, bro, it could be that one. I, I think, think it was it, a Requiem of Blue, right? Is it Requiem Blue? Mm. Is it Requiem Blue? Yeah, it's uh, it's Blue as I Can Be. Oh, Blue as I Blue as I Can Be. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, it has like a most deaf line for the first one, then uh. That dude Mers, then Eminem. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I forgot to mention that also one of the members from Freestyle Fellowship oh, was featured on this shit. album too. Yeah, on music is it music is my everything? Or is it Brightest Stars? Uh one second. Uh AC Alone? Yeah, that's on um Brightest Stars. Okay. So that's the yeah, that's the track yeah, that's featured on that. Yeah, yeah he's got the second verse. Genius, fuck me up. Yeah, they don't got the features like next to the songs, but they're in like the actual like lyrics and shit. They'll say verse yeah. two, and his um, name's next to it, and verse three, somebody else's. Name. It's kind of weird. I'm trying to think uh, of any other tracks that maybe stood out. What about what? What were? Did we get into what were our least favorite tracks? No, we didn't. We. You, do you want to go over that? Yeah. Okay. So for for me, my least favorite were. I liked the sentiment of both of them. I liked what he was trying to do with both of them, but for whatever reason, they kind of fell short for me, which was Dear Lord. Mm-hmm. I li- again, I liked the sentiment, what he was saying, what we need to do as humans to make this world a better place, but for I don't know if it was his delivery or his flow, but that one kind of fell short for me. And I know you said you liked it, but African Dream mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> kind of fell flat for me, too. Okay, I actually like both of those. I couldn't tell you... I couldn't tell you what my least favorite was. Tell you the truth, um, I don't know if I was just in love with it from the get-go, but there's not really any really holes that I see in it. Um, it did mm. it did sound a little bit repetitive. I can see what you guys are saying, where it's like, okay, we kind of heard this before, um, but for whatever reason, I felt like everything kind of just went with the flow of the whole project. You know, um, I like I feel like he's like you said, you can probably cut maybe one or two songs. It's just I would have a hard time picking out those songs right now. You know what I'm saying? I also really like Spread Sunshine. Too. Yeah. Continues the mile, the Miles theme right there, too. 
Yeah, and he gets a little deep on it too, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it's hard to pick a, a worse song on that my whole project. To be honest with you, I think I agree with Oscar on that though. As far as the what was it called, the African Dream one? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that was a better like. It was a better read than it was like for me to actually like hear the, like the record and shit like that. Yeah. What about you, Addy? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say the same two tracks: the Dear Lord and the African Dream. I did feel like I did like the beat from African Dream, but I felt like. Um, it felt a little short, and then I, I when I saw Alo Black was going to be on the track, I thought it was in the he was in that deliver more. His chorus was like it was really simple. I did enjoy the chorus, yeah. but I just expected him to do something a little, a little more there. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um. All right, gentlemen. Any other notes or anything you want to mention about this project? I think we kind of covered it all. If not, um, anything you guys? Any last notes you guys have to say? Yeah, I just think for this being. Like my introduction project for this guy, mm-hmm. or for these two, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was. Yeah, it was fire. Solid. Like, this was a good. Like this makes me want to for sure go back and listen to whatever he had before this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like I said, I added like a good amount of songs out of these twenty to like my everyday playlist and shit like that. So I. Yeah. Ooh, Oscar said that he felt like he lost a step or two before, and he had like. His prime projects in the past, like this, this makes me want to go listen to those for sure. Yeah, yeah, he ha- he has a track that uh, I forget which one. I should have wrote it down, but he himself says I was in my prime in '09. Mm. So, and that's one thing about Blue is he does do projects with one producer, like for the entire project. Last year he came out with the album with Madlib's brother Ono, which was a pretty solid record. He's done one with Knots, a producer from the IE called Bombay and that album's called Good to Be Home. That's also a double disc album. So he has he has some slept on his catalog his catalog is super slept on. And that too off of this one alone, like there's twenty tracks on this and each track had like at least three verses on it. Like he yeah. has three verses on almost an entire like twenty track project, bro. Like that's work right there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a they lot of writing. That- they were saying they recorded like 40 tracks for this album. <laughs> All right. What a trip. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And they got 20. And they were saying some of they were saying some of them are like gems but they just didn't fit on the album. Like they didn't go with the theme or whatever. Uh, okay. Makes sense. I'm sure they'll put out uh, the other 20 sometime soon or something. Maybe maybe they'll make it on to something else. Yeah, turn into a different tape. But again, as a blue stand, if this is like the last Blue in Exile album we ever get, because it has been eight years since the last one. Oh, damn. Like the, the, the last one officially of new material, because technically the last album was a compilation album full of like old tracks. But if this is the last fresh new material we get, then I'm pretty satisfied. Um, yeah. Um, for me, man, if, like, you know, going back to my radio station days, if I were to be given this one, man, this is one I would definitely be really comfortable and really happy with, like, you know, coming across. And I would have been like, hey, guys, check this shit out. I discovered, like, the you know, the, the Goblet of Fire, you know. <laughs> I found it right here, you know. Um, you know, and then I would really feel comfortable submitting it to, to be in the station's library. There's some albums I was kind of like, okay, I give it, I, I'll give them this one because, you know, they got a few tracks in here and I feel it's real important, but... This would be an album like I'm really comfortable with. I mean, we would get the the music for free, but I would probably end up going buying this shit just myself just to have a copy because that's how good it is. Yeah, and I I also like how Blue's an artist 
even from his debut album that he doesn't have a problem admitting of like how broke he is you know throughout this project he mentions that time and time again in past projects of how broke he is despite you know the the pedestal people hold him on and i like the the lyric on requiem of blue how he says you know made it out the city never made it out to egypt but i'd probably take you with me if you ride to vegas with me yeah yeah like we're, like we're going to the look star we're not going yeah to <laughs> that's, a, that's the closest we'll get like, yeah. <laughs> i feel that yeah <laughs> yeah so that was you know little little lines like that were so so dope to me um all right gentlemen all right addison do you have anything to add or no man you guys basically got it all man it's 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 hard for me to say anything bad i just it's i want to say it's good okay next next (laughs) good album and honestly if we went over like like lines just from like bro we can take a lot of lines out of like every track bro like like that's what i'm saying like this dude's writing is is pretty crazy bro like bottom you know moral of the story Go download this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if that's the case, gentlemen, the verdict is going to be uh, coming pretty soon. If you had to rate this thing, um, I'm going to go first just because I'm selfish that way. Um, <laughs> 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 um, like I said, this is the first project I completely heard from him in uh, Exile. And I was just impressed from, like like I said, there was so much to unpack. We could be We could spend hours just examining each line. Um, we gave you as much as we can give you within this podcast. Um, head to toe, full of surprises, and they just kept coming and coming. For me, I'm going to give this the highest I've given all summer. Um, that's going to be a solid, clean five. I give this an A plus, man. Wow. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, Bebo, what do you give it, man, since uh, you picked it? Yeah, just, you know, just because there were verses on here that i didn't like and there were two tracks that i would say fell a little flat i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 4.7 still pretty high yeah i like that um d what about you man the same exact oscar just said right now to be honest with you i was gonna give that a 4.7 there's like a few little yeah like that could make like differences but other than (laughs) that bro like you can't really complain about really anything yeah right on all right uh what about you addison for me, uh, like I said, like we've been saying, the album's like, for me personally, it's, it's really good. It's really great. Um, it's, uh, I feel like from the jump, I fell in love with it. Uh, like I said, I've been having it on basically all week. Like, yeah. like I, I agree with Oscar who was saying, there's some tracks that kind of feel like duds, but I feel like um, even calling them duds isn't really like, really yeah. affecting the, the the outcome of the album for me so right. i originally was gonna go like a 4.9 but you know it's cool starting up you know i want to be a good guy and round up so i'm gonna give it a five as well i feel that Hell yeah. <laughs> right on okay so um well we got what two 4.7s and two uh two uh fives okay so i'm gonna uh, say that's what around a 4.85. That is going to be a 97%. 97%. That's for sure. Man. At the top of the top of the ladder yeah. now. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah, I think those are the first two fives like ever too, you know? Yep. Yeah, those are the first two fives ever. Yeah. Hell so yeah. congrats, uh, Blue and Exile. If you guys are listening, you guys are in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, seriously though, the album was well done. Um, my score, I think, reflects that. Like, I don't know if like I don't know much with Addison too. I just started my substitute teaching, so I'm like, oh, this is good. This is really you guys were way above the the, the rest of the class. So you guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys bend the curve right there. Um, and for all my fellow movie buffs, please go check out those movies. See if you agree with my statement. Do they remind you of this project? 2001 A Space Odyssey and The Tree of Life. Hmm. I haven't seen The Tree of Life, but Space Odyssey is definitely one to go check out, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, I was saving this question. I'm going to surprise you. I know we have another list that we, we're going to do, but it happened this week, so we got to address it. Uh-oh. What are you guys feeling about that wet-ass pussy, man? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was my song of the week, guys. <laughs> I'm like a unanimous song of the week. <laughs> First time in history. For real. <laughs> uh, for those of you that are listening or listening under a rock, uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released the raunchy but tasty. <laughs> family friendly um, family friendly <laughs> white ass. hey they were covered okay Did they resemble nipples yes but they were covered um that video is nothing short of a porno but um i don't know how i feel about that man am i Pretty getting close. too old <laughs> am i getting too old where i'm like this is just disgusting this is over the top i'm like i don't know i just look i, I think no, i'm just saying i look at it i look at that video and be like too much for me. Not not good. Uh, I can't handle that. You know, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to me, it's not even like that. To me, it's just it just seems too cartoony. You know what I'm saying? Like so far from life that I'm like that doesn't even turn me on. Uh, Are we talking about the video yeah, or the like the song? Itself? Oh, the song is like <laughs> turn me on right now. Hard drive, let's go, <laughs> boot me up. But the video, I think I think I'm talking gotcha. about the video. I mean, it, gotcha. it's kind of cool. It's kind of cartoony, campy, but it just to me is like too over the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, lyrically, we can't expect more from Cardi B, but <laughs> I mean, that song made me want to get like a bottle of Hennessy and <laughs> like go through my contact list, you know. <laughs> hey, what you doing tonight? I, yeah, the video was kind of. I don't know. It was, it was a little Missy Elliott. That's what I feel. In my opinion, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Am I getting too old? I'm just like, what the hell is that crap like? <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, love it. Inspired me. I'm, sure I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not gay. <laughs> I watched. I watched. I watched it with my wife, and she was like, "Wow, this is really good." I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this is art." <laughs> All right. Um, on a serious topic, well, not a serious topic, but it's a question I ask these gentlemen. Um, since we did a list last last week of top tens, just to show uh, how um. You know, everyone has their own taste and everyone has their own top 10, how it could be subjective. This week, I thought I'd take a little turn in. Um, that's the thing that sucks about top 10, man, is that somebody's going to get left out, right? And, you know, there's a lot of underrated MCs out there. And uh, I just want to, sh- you know, shine some light, share some love. Um, Bebo, do you, are you ready to go, man? Was it a top 10 or a top, top that's five? What top, you know, not everyone can make the top 10. So, like, top five underrated MCs. Got you. So, yeah, I did make a list. Uh, the first one I'm going to bring up, I don't know if it counts because I feel like this guy is respected within like the mm-hmm. hip-hop community, but he just isn't really... If you don't listen to hip-hop like that, you probably won't mm-hmm. know who he is, but I'm talking about mm. MF Doom. So, he made it on my list. Fashion made it on my list. Big mm. Chris. 
He made it on my list too. Rock, Rock mm-hmm. Marciano, Danny Ooh. Brown, and we just talked Bring about us, him. Blue. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, what about list. you, Addison? Well, when you said the underrated, I know he's well known, but I always feel like he's always been like not known for lyricists or people don't really recognize Method Man's lyricist. Mm. So I have in my top, mm. I've listened to, I love Wu-Tang Clan growing up and I mean, the first time I heard the Rock Wilder with Red Man, like mm. as a little boy, I was jumping up and down. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. And then we talked about him yesterday. He was on someone's list. Killer Mike is also super underrated. Um, yeah. That mm. guy could just wrap his ass off. And then I also have because he doesn't come out with music as much, I don't think he gets enough recognition. But I love Isaiah Rashad. Um, when I first, yes. when I heard the Sylvia mm. demo back in the day, that one blew my mind. And for me, like every other fan, we're all waiting for him to release new music. For sure, we're waiting for that. And then I, I'm itching for that. Yeah, and then I also have I don't know if, I have Vince Stables on here because I love Vince Stables as well. Um, I don't know if he's as well known uh, as a so that's why I threw him on there. And then I also have. Um, Earl Sweatshirt, even though his last album wasn't that great, uh, I feel like lyri- like lyrically he he, he he could spit. So. Oh yeah, he's for sure up there. Um, what about you, D? Top five yeah. underrated. I wrote um a little more than five, but I'll try to narrow it down. Mm. Um, I got Royce to five nine. Oh yes. And then I wrote down Redman. Oh yep, that's gonna be two of mine. All right. Um, I wrote Currency. Okay. I feel like currency super slept on too, and that dude, like, he's got like almost like ninety projects out, bro. Like, mm. yeah, awesome. and he's super consistent with it too. Um, I really fuck with J Rock from TDE, and I feel like he don't get enough mm. credit either at the same true, time. True. But like, bro, that dude's got bars, bro. Like, his albums are fire. Like, all his features are fire. Okay. And how many was that? Was that five? They got one more. One more? All right, let me see. I wrote... He was actually in my top 10 for, like, my favorite two, but I'm going to say Big L, bro. Okay. Right on. Well, let's see. Uh, D said Redman, and uh, what else did you say? Royce. Yeah, Royce. Those are two of mine right there. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say Fabulous, man. Fabulous is grossly underrated. Um, Luda, man. Luda comes with different... Luda! Luda comes with different flows, man. Everybody knows the the hits, but you guys go deep into that fool's catalog. He's got some gems. No, he really does. I'm gonna say T.I. T.I. can get with it lyrically, too. I'm also gonna go with uh, Slug from Atmosphere. I think, like, kind of like Bebo said, like, and and those in the underground know, but maybe not the mainstream. Like, lyrically, what what Slug does is crazy out of this world. Um, and I feel like, I think, uh... Who's, who said it? I think Hernan said it last week, but yeah, bust or bust, man. You know, mm. you just, it's, a, it's, it's a shame that he isn't on like more projects and shit, you know. The guy is so versatile. Um, but yeah, man, like, want to show love to all those cats that don't get that love. Um, gentlemen, we got this, the second one in the can. Oh, it's Songs of the Songs Week. Songs of the Week. Songs That's of the right. Week. Almost, almost forgot. Yeah, the whole segment we got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right uh, Bebo, song of the week for you, man. So for me, it is the new Flatbush Zombie single called Afterlife. It's accompanied by a crazy video. The visuals on it are insanely good, and it's produced by James Blake. Go check that out. Right on, right on. Uh, what about you, Addison? Gotta go with the WAP, baby. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good honorable mention. Honorable mention. <laughs> um, but uh, 
I, I'm not familiar who, with the, who this is, but I guess he came out with a song with Blue. Fat Lip and Blue came up with a song called Good for the Soul. And it's just a chill a chill beat and just full of bars, just like what Blue does. So it's another oh, yeah. track. It's just been on Blue all week. Right on. Uh, what about you, D? I got an Isaiah Rashad. Um, probably one of my favorite Isaiah Rashad songs, too. It's uh, a track called Nelly. And that's hmm. like always in my rotation, but like today specifically, I did some running around and I just probably listened to that shit like eight times in my car, <laughs> dog. Hell yeah. So I'm gonna go with that track. Isaiah Rashad Nelly. Hell yeah. Well, uh, this week I worked a few night shifts, uh, so I had to get pumped up. So I was bumping MERS night shifts. Um, I like when rappers, I love when rappers uh, compare their lives to like a working man's life. Um, he talks about hitting the stage and, you know, he clocks in when the lights come on and shit like that. Um, yeah. But I'm also going to go, um, since I Bebo got me back into blue, I had to go check out, you know, Below the Heavens. And I'm going to have to go with The Narrow Path as the second uh, song mm. of the week. That shit slams, bro. And he just wraps his ass off on that one. So, um, Narrow Path by Blue. Um, and with that being said, I have next week's uh, listening, you know. That's my right. pick this time, baby. Um, this one we've been talking about for a little while. I haven't got to around to listening to it. We got to check out that new Logic project, bro. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for the song of the week, uh, those are the songs of the week. Um, I forgot what's the name of the project. No, no pressure. pressure. That's right. That's no pressure, right? Because you know, having a son, it's all going to be over supposedly. <laughs> so the current call, the final bow. No pressure. We'll be checking out uh, this week if you want to listen along. Um, stay tuned. We're going to be on it. Tracks. 15 tracks. Uh, we'll also post the songs of the week to the IG. They'll be on the podcast later on. Um, and you guys can check us out. Um, you guys got anything to say? It's just peace and love. Stay safe out there. Yeah, most importantly. Go watch WAP. Yeah. And go get yeah. that WAP. Get those views up. <laughs> 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 Alright, you guys stay safe and have a good one. We'll catch you next week on the audio files. Peace.